Hey, Albert here and Cam, cameraman Cam. I saw on Hunter's mechanics thing his name, and I was so blown away that his name is Cameron Camera. Isn't that unbelievable? Did we have that conversation on the podcast? Yeah, just about how did we not, how did nobody tell nobody us that? Nobody knew. Just, I literally, yeah, this week I went and I had never really officially met Cameron, Hunter's mechanic. And Christian, who's Jet's mechanic, introduces me as cameraman Cam. He's like, oh, that's my name. I'm like, haha. And I'm like, oh, it's actually your name, like more than it is my name. <laughs> cameraman Cam and Cameron camera unbelievable right what a name crazy what a name what the heck well welcome back number one podcast in motocross the moto academy podcast download it subscribe to it watch it on youtube clips of it at least if you want to watch full clips go to club.themotoacademy.com we have a bunch of tour dates coming up cam yes, some of do. which are sold out actually oh nice but but we got March 6th going to DeSoto, DeSoto MX in Louisiana. I love doing class in Louisiana. Then we got March 13th, Arkansas, Deer Creek MX. March 24th going to Mississippi. That's March 24th. Did I just say that? Yes. Uh, March 27th, the final Tampa MX class before I move is March 27th. So if you live in Florida and you were thinking about doing a Tampa class, sign up for that one. That will be the final one I do. And then we got March 27th, MX191 with Ryan Sipes. And then we got March 30th and March 31st, Livermore, California, Club Moto. The 31st is sold out, but we do have space on the 30th. Go to tour.themotoacademy.com. We just dropped quarter two dates, a whole bunch of them in a whole bunch of really cool locations. And I tell you what, guys, let me scroll through and make sure none of them are sold out yet. They're selling like hotcakes. So don't wait if you're going to sign up for any of these classes in quarter two, starting in April 7th in Motoland, Casa Grande, Arizona, and beyond. All of them are selling like crazy. Also, one final plug, Cameraman Cam. Mm. We just dropped another masterclass. Scrubs, how to scrub. Everybody wants to know how to scrub. So we made a masterclass, a really good one, inside of the Moto Academy app. So go to the App Store, download the Moto Academy app, or go to club.themotoacademy.com. Download it. Yeah, and not your normal masterclass either. It. I mean, it is a five-part in-depth, this is how you scrub every step just like as deep as we could go. So, Pretty much designed to teach somebody how to do it that even if they weren't ready for it. <laughs> like me. Which I hate to say, <laughs> but I re we did a good job, I think, of really breaking it down in a step-by-step process that anyone could follow. And what I always say, honestly, is it's a good skill to learn for guys like C-class riders or vet riders that don't plan to hit every single jump on the track because it's a skill that you could utilize just to uh, do pretty conservatively, but just to be able to keep the wheels on the ground more efficiently uh, if there's a couple of big jumps on the track that you don't want to hit. So, yeah, download it. Also, I made another main. Yes, you did. So we're just... Congrats. We're batting, <laughs> we're batting 600. We're two for three. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Shout out to the team. We had a bunch of people there this weekend. Driver Jamie, his son Sinjin came and hung out. Hopefully he had a good time. I'm glad I could make the main for his first one there this season. We had, of course, mechanic Dan from Royal Power Sports. We had Nemo. 
which it's always good having Nemo at the Love races. Nemo. We had Dave Drakes from the collective experience because we did have a couple of, actually not a couple, we were sold out for the fan experience. Had a really good time with that. We had a cool group of people for that, actually. Uh, don't want to do another plug, but I'm going to have to. Go and sign up for the fan experience. Go to themotoacademy.com or tour.themotoacademy.com. And you can actually sign up for a full day Supercross fan experience on our website. And it's cool because we're just inclusive with it. We're inclusive with it. We just let people be a full part of the, like, you're fully a part of the team for the day. 100% a part of the team for the day. So that was fun. Who else did we have there? Or was that it? I think that was it. it. <laughs> I don't know. I might be. Was that, that it? might be it. Texas is fun, dude. Yeah. Texas, like, is... We got some Moto Academy people in Texas, you know? A lot of people who watch the videos, a lot of people who yeah. are in the app. Um, I met more app people at that round than I think I have any other round so far. I love meeting people inside of the app in person at these races. So if you are in the app, if you're a part of Moto Academy and you go to a race, track us down, find the Moto Academy van, come say hi, and don't be shy. Let us know you're inside of the app. Yeah. Because sometimes we might not recognize a face, but it is really cool to put the faces to the names and to just get to know everybody that's inside of there. And at this point, we're starting to form relationships like and get to know these people pretty closely, a, a lot of them, right? So it's yes. we're seeing familiar faces all the time. It's cool. Yeah, the Moto Academy cult is just in full swing. <laughs> full swing. Yeah. That was actually the first shout out looped out Leatherman. That was actually the first time I had ever met him because he won Oh really? Yeah, he won the scenario to Dallas last year. Which apparently Dallas is the round yep. I missed, not Houston. I was convinced it was Houston. But whatever. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, but there was no Houston yeah, last year. And That's why I was confused. Every, everybody's flight made it. Mine was delayed this time. Congrats. But yours Dude, wasn't, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, my way home, of course. Dude, American Airlines is the worst airline ever made. It's just terrible. They like... Yeah, having some bad luck. The only time... Pretty, pretty much the only time I have issues, especially... Definitely the only time I have issues that aren't because of weather is American Airlines. Like every single time. But so yeah, you got screwed got up on the way home? Yeah. I woke up at four in the morning to leave for the airport. And it was like, hey, your flight was delayed four and a half hours for no reason. I was like, well, that's great. I have to book a whole new trip home because I would have missed my connection. So I heard you get up and I was like, oh my God, I felt like I just closed my eyes to go to sleep. Same. Same. Oof. And I felt, I felt rough, and I didn't have to get up until seven, dude. But I made my flight by ten seconds. I woke up and <laughs> took a shower, and then by the time I took a shower and got in the rental car, I typed in the GPS, the airport, and I'm like, "Uh oh, this is gonna be tight." So then I started booking it. Wait, and, were you not? Uh, at man friend, man friend Dan was with me. Which airport did you go to? The correct one, the one that was near our hotel. Oh. It's only a 10 minute ride. The the problem with DFW, yeah, but the rental car shuttle is a whole process there. It's Mm. far away, sort of. The shuttle buses take God knows how long. And everything took as really as long as it could have. And then I got to the airport, and all I do is I keep my eye on that time. I'm like 45 minute cutoff for check bags, 45 minute cutoff. 
and we walked, shuttle bus dropped us off at 45 minutes and I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. So honestly, at that point, I didn't even really rush to the counter because I was like, I'm screwed anyways. But I walked in, went right to customer service. There was no line, thankfully. And I got to the front and I go, hey, I had my ID ready. I give it to him. I'm like, hey, I think I overshot the cutoff, but can you just check for me? He quickly types it in and he goes, oh, you just made it. I go, by how much? And he goes, 10 seconds. No way. I was like, oh, <laughs> nice. So I made it by 10 seconds. Perfect timing, perfect timing. But yeah, I got delayed big time on the way there. I didn't land until one in the, or I didn't get to the hotel until one in the morning, I don't Friday think. Friday night, yeah, right? before the race. I, j I, dude, I. That was exhausting. I like always wanna be on the way, like if you're gonna be up late, I'm gonna be up late. Like that's how I try to operate. And I fell asleep waiting for you, <laughs> which like never happened. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, I woke up when you got there Friday night. Cause I was like, what time is it, dude? You're like 1 AM. I'm like, what? <laughs> like you were supposed to get there well, at 11, I think. Right. Yeah. Note to self. Don't book a class that requires then a flight after the class on Friday before a race, because yeah, that was, ideal. that was tiring. So, and I still feel it because I, I had slight lack of sleep on Friday night and then after a race, having to wake up early for a flight on Sunday to get out of there, but lack of sleep on Saturday night too. And today is Monday, still feel like shapoopy. But dude, you'll crack okay. up real quick. Uh, you'll crack up because leaving, basically I slept for, I think a total of two hours Saturday night before I got up and went to the airport. And this has never happened to me before. I fell asleep at my gate, like waiting to board the plane which I've never done before, got on the plane, fell asleep and woke up like fell asleep before we took off and woke up on the ground in DC. <laughs> I was like, that oh, has really? never happened to me before. I slept all four hours. Like I slept through the entire thing, take off landing, all of it. Well, that's good. Yeah. And my neck really hurt, but that's okay. <laughs> Oh, I've, I've fallen asleep at the gate before and missed a flight because of it. <laughs> multiple, multiple times, actually. That's awesome. Every scenario that you could think of that's happened at a, in an airport, I've, it's happened to me. Hang on a second. What is that shirt? Uh, are you going to wear this shirt or what? Yeah. Can yeah. I? How sick is that? <laughs> wow. So Cameraman can. I actually, I like I, that. That's this sick. is one of three that I'm going to start with. Um, I have a limited edition. Limited edition. Yeah, I have this one in colors that are gonna make you jealous. I'm not even kidding, dude. I have a cream color, and it is Ooh. sick because it's like it's just sick. It's gonna be hard to explain. I'll sh I'll send you a picture later. But yeah, what shirts got are this you going one. With? I got can a six you, five films one, which shirts? is a. New I mean, they're tri blend. I don't know what brand. They're called Canvas. But they're tri-blend, so they're nice. Yeah. They're nice and light. Well, yeah. are they Bella Canvas or just Canvas? It just says Bella Canvas. canvas. But, um, oh. but yeah, super nice. Super nice. I'm excited. I haven't. I actually got them for this weekend but didn't wear them because I haven't done the release photos yet. So I didn't want to get them dirty. And I didn't want to have to wash them before I did photos, you know? So I'm going to try to take photos uh, before Daytona. That way I can wear them at Daytona. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I actually, so I bought like 13 something samples like you do when you do merch or whatever. And mm -hmm. I'm going to get all new hoodies because the hoodies were like a hundred percent cotton, which 
I was like, well, maybe they're good because they were like the most popular on the drop shipping company I'm using and all this stuff. And then uh, I just hate cotton. <laughs> so I have to get new hoodies, but whatever. Other than that, they look good. They're, if cotton can, can be good, it just, some can really suck too. So man friend Dan is helping source a lot of my merch moving forward, just like the garments and like picking the pieces that we're going to use because he's got a good sense of style and he's also knows, seems to know a lot about that type of stuff and has connections to be able to get the right uh, pieces of clothing. And he's also doing our designs moving forward. So we should have a new Moto Academy merch drop somewhat soon. And at the very least, his design that we saw for the tour shirts, I think will look really, really good. They are so So if wheat. you guys are signed up for a quarter two tour, that's going to be by far our coolest looking tour shirt. 100%. By far. They're the, they're, well, they although awesome. the, the one that Ryan has on background right now, the Moto Academy Jet and Hunter one from Tomahawk was sick. That one was too. also cool. That one was also cool. Haven't yeah. seen it or don't have but, one. But we're leveling up. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have one? No, I don't have a We're Jet Hunter shirt. We're ramping up. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Unreal. Do I? Unreal. You know what I, I think, think I need to get? I think I need to get some I Jet I merch. So I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Maybe I'll get one. Well. <laughs> Is that a fighter jet? Count down the days, right? <laughs> Count down the days of Virginia. Yeah, we got fighter jets behind us. Yeah. Made an offer on a house, found out today, didn't get it. Oh, congrats. Didn't get it. The house got 13 bids, and they didn't pick ours. Well, so, son of a bee. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Oh, well. Yeah, so now we have to try and figure that out quickly, because our plan is to move April 1st, so I'd like to move into a house and not be homeless. But maybe I'll go, go live with Mama Cat, so shout out. Mama Cat, if she's listening to this episode. <laughs> Maybe Allie and I will just go move in with you. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. Well, hey, let's... Save, uh, save our pennies. Let's talk about... Did we talk Supercross? Yeah, let's talk about your weekend. I mean, so what's what's so funny, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but, like, I don't see the 450 races, and the 450 races were unbelievable this week. Did you watch them? I watched only the last one. That's the one that matters. Which was good. Yeah, that's the one that matters. Which was It good. was just just epic but i want to talk about you know your weekend and our weekend first um because f dude free practice we were on cloud nine qualifier one we were not on cloud nine you know what i mean yeah, i don't know it was a roller coaster of emotions just like a, any day of professional supercross seems to be a roller coaster of emotions uh let, well let's go from the beginning woke up exhausted Got some Starbucks in the system. We got a bacon Gouda, a little oatmeal with brown sugar, a blueberry muffin not heated up. And oh. I went back to vanilla sweet cream cold brew mm. from, I went, we went pumpkin spice or pumpkin cream cold brew mm -hmm. in fall. Then we went to the, whatever the Christmas one was. <laughs> and then we transitioned to the pistachio cream cold brew. Uh, and then I, now I've now transitioned back to the vanilla sweet cream cold, cold brew. So we got that in the system. Horrible for you, I'm sure. But felt decent after that. Then walked the track 
And I think I had this realization upon walking the track. It, I was, I, it seemed easy. It seemed easy. So I got a little bit, oh no, I think when we walked the track, I was pumped. I'm like, this track, it's my type of track. Whoops are a bit easy, but we got a dragon's back. It's a long set of whoops. Dirt looks really nice. This should be, we should be all right. Then as soon as I saw the futures go out and do just the, all it took was watch the first lap of futures. And I'm like, oh, they're going a million miles an hour. This track is way too easy. And so that, as soon as I watched the first lap of futures, I got nervous. Not that it should matter because everybody's got to ride the same track. But in my mind, when the track is easier like that, that means everybody's going to be going faster. The times are going to be tighter. And for a triple crown, people are already riding extremely, extremely fast because everybody's trying to make that top 18. Only top 18 goes straight through from time qualifying. And so I saw futures go out there and I'm like, oh boy, they're going so fast that that means everybody in 250 class can be hauling butt. But I got out there for free practice and just felt flowy with it. Felt really, really good on the bike. Didn't feel extremely fast necessarily, but oh wait, then again, I was a second, I think I was close to a second faster than the rest of B group in free practice, even though they don't post the times from that, times don't matter in that. It's a good way to set the tone for the day because a lot of people, especially the fast guys, definitely try to throw down a couple of fast laps in free practice just to see where they stand or to just send a message. And I was fastest in B group by a second in free practice and felt good. Did it really easily actually. Did it with feet on the pegs in every turn but one or two. Did it actually standing up in a lot of the turns, which was cool. And then went out for first time qualifier and the track after the 450s had gone out there, it was a completely different racetrack and was, I was struggling. All the lines that I had weren't working and I felt like I was forcing the issue. Just didn't feel good at all and I was bummed about that. And I qualified 18th, so I was right on the bubble after first time qualifier. The goal was to try and be well within the top 10 in that first time qualifier so that way I would feel confident that my time would stick no matter what happened in the second set of time qualifiers. I just wanted to have that cushion to take the pressure off. But of course, can't make it easy on myself. So we got 18th on the bubble and I was, I was bumming a little bit, but I, I wasn't too, I wasn't panicking too much. Then went out for the last, the final time qualifier and threw down a heater lap pretty much right away. I think within the first two minutes of that session, I threw down a lap that I knew was very good. I hit the corner after the finish, standing up, feet on. I hit the outside before the dragon's back, standing up, feet on. I hit the corner before the whoops, standing up with both feet on faster than I've ever hit a stand-up turn in my entire life. And of course, I watched you film the whole fast lap. And where you were standing, you couldn't see the turn before the whoops. And I'm no. like, oh, of course. No, but the turn so before the tunnel looked shot. sick. Yeah, pretty good. But the turn before the whoops, I hit like so fast that when I entered the whoops, I just had the thought to myself like, holy crap, that was insane. And then, yeah, pretty much greased the rest of that lap. I pushed the front a little bit on the over-under bridge. I'll post, I'll post the lap to Instagram so you guys can see it. But it was good. It was good enough to the point where when I crossed the finish line, I knew to look at the board and I knew my name was going to pop up to the top, which that's always a good feeling. So I'm in the air. I look to the right. Boom. Cat and zero up to the top. I'm like, all right, sweet. 
And then I rolled to the mechanics area and Dan showed me the pit board and it said 48.8, where I think my time from the first one was a 50.1, which now out of curiosity, I wonder what the time, what the threshold was to be able to get in and actually qualify. Would that 50.1, would that have stood for top 18? Oh, I'm looking at I, it right I now. Guess Let me look. No way. I'm bringing it up too if my phone doesn't well, die. I'm already there. Uh, I mean, you need a top Luke 18. Nice 18th with a 49.1. Well, no, 49.7, but still. Whoa. Huh? What, are you, what am I looking at? I don't know. No, you're looking at the wrong one. Well, I'm looking at... Oh, well, I'm not looking at combined, actually. I'm just looking at... Dang it. I was just looking at group Oh, a. my God. These these times were so close. Yes, they were. I put in that... So, okay. Anyhow, I put in that lap. I put in a 48.8, and as soon as I saw the pit board, I was like, boom, I'm in. That's all I needed. I'm good. I didn't even try to do another one. Right. I didn't yeah, even try. TV I just kind of cruised the rest of the practice. <laughs> like, I was... Like I was James Stewart. Like I might as well just put Dan on the back and just rode out of there. Dude, and that would have been a riot. My 48.8, my 48.8 got me 14th, eight, 19th. So Henry Miller, who didn't qualify straight through, 49.2. So I guess it's four tenths of a second, but that's not that much. Mm-mm. It goes 48 8, 48 9, 48 9, 0, 49 0, 49 0, 49 1, 49 2, 49 2, 49 3. Wow. I mean, Jonah, Geisler, 23rd, 50.1. That's pretty good. Shout out, Jonah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the times in Triple Crown are always so close. I, it's funny that I didn't even think, I didn't even look at this. Yeah, we don't care. We were in. Hmm. Like, <laughs> why worry? We were in. <clears throat> We were in. Yeah, it was tight. We were in. Yeah, times were very close. 48-8. Deegan was 10th with a 48-5, so it was three-tenths off Deegan. Chance was a 48-5 also, so three-tenths off him. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize I was... I mean, I'm right there. And even my times, or the way that I felt in the main events, I wasn't far off. I wrote actually really quite good in the first one there was a whole group of guys in front of me and I I just got stuck behind Marshall I passed him once and he immediately passed me back because I tried to go outside and jump the wall after I passed him yeah and uh, forgot that I should have probably defended the inside oops (laughs) and so he passed me back and then I just I couldn't get back by him but there was a, a group of guys right in front of us so and I, we rode fast that whole time. So I was very happy with the first moto. Second and third moto, I tell you what, second moto in a triple crown is very scary because there's no sight lap. So to go out there and to do a gate drop and to race at speed on a track that you haven't seen in over an hour and knowing that there was at least the 450 class and maybe I forget if the futures went in between there or when they went out, but... To hit the track cold like that without a sight lap, they shouldn't do that. They should give a sight lap before each one because it was a completely different racetrack. Every line that I had in Moto 1, no longer usable. And I spent the entire 10-minute race just searching. Like, I didn't know where to go or what to do. And honestly, in the third main event, kind of the same problem. I searched, I searched, I searched. I found a couple of good lines, but like in the whoops... 
I started skimming. Then I went, then I was like, mm, this isn't really working that well. So then I went from, I skimmed the first half and then started jumping out. Didn't really like that. So then I went jumping in and skimming out. Then I went to jumping all the way through, which was horrible. And then I think I went back to skimming all the way through. So there was like five renditions of how I was trying to get through the whoops and none of it, none of it was working. And then in main event three, I don't know if they showed it on TV. Every time somebody lapped me, they exploded themselves and crashed. <laughs> right after they, right after they passed me. It was like a guarantee. And even the guys that didn't crash almost did. Jeremy Martin lapped me and then goes to jump the three on before the finish, lands in the tough blocks, somehow saves it. And I saw the whole thing happen because I just like, I, I am so maybe paranoid about somebody crashing in front of me that I just will scan further ahead than I need to when I ride. So I watched him go through the whole rhythm. And as soon as he jumped the first two, he over he did something a little funky. I think he overshot it. And I'm like, uh-oh, he might deflect. And sure enough, he deflected right. Then he lands in the tough block. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And saves it. They had a couple guys crashing the whoops right in front of me. Yeah, it was it was hectic. But we survived and we placed in the teens. 19th. I'll take it. 19th. I'll take I, it. It kind of makes me I'll take it. want a Could've new Could have done goal. better, but that's, that's fine. It kind of makes me... Why? What was your goal before? Well, no. I just... I have a new creative goal. It's like, how many... You, how many oh. points do you need to ditch a digit in your number? Do you know? Oh. What, and then what's the creative goal with that? I don't know if we would actually be able to... I, Did you say... That's a, the thing. Is like 330 so baked into the brand now. That I don't think we'd even have. I don't know, I don't but I think it'd be cool to get number. top twenty in points. Because right now you're twenty fourth, with I think you have something like six points or something like that. I want to say, um, but twentieth only has eleven points, so it's like you know, come on. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, top twentieth in point. Top top twenty in points would be cool. I don't think that would be enough to get me a two digit number, and I hope it wouldn't be because I want to keep three thirty. I don't think it would be good for branding purposes to have a random two-digit number. It would, people would get confused. Right. Anywho. Um, so I, I might have to sandbag it. and <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's do that. Make, let's, let's make that the plan. Fake an injury. Make sure we don't, make sure we don't get that two-digit number. Yeah, but uh, g- great weekend. <clears throat> great weekend. Like, honestly, the story of this weekend for me was... And I think I talked about it with a lot of people and I talked about it a little bit with you and stuff. And it was like, oh, we just have a cool team. I mean, just people from all over the country and such unique personalities. And I look forward to every weekend to like hang out with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like this week, I actually have a short week because I have to fly out of Boston this week. So I'm flying out on Thursday instead of Friday. And I got to drive down there and all this stuff. So I have a little bit shorter week and I'm stoked because I get to hang out with everybody for an extra day. You know, like we just have a, we just have a good, we have a good crew. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I I will say that like, of course I want to go there and be competitive, but we probably have the most fun out of any team. We have, we, we have such a good time with it, which is awesome. So like, 
yeah, vibes were really good this whole weekend, which was great. Afterward, we we finally did it. We've been talking about it for years. We've been we've been going to a lot of places that that have mechanical bulls, and we finally we finally rode rode the bull. We done we done. Rode. And cameraman Cam was pretty good. Hips 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 were unlocked. Mm. Uh, he looked kind of like he knew what he was doing. Elbows were up. Nemo not so much. Nemo definitely. You know, Nemo, with him being so country, I thought for sure that he'd have a better sense of what to do on that thing. But Nemo was going double-handed. He was he had an overhand grip, which a lot of it, he had totally illegal. And, uh, yeah, looked a little stiff at the hips. But cameraman Cam looked good. And then uh, then I got up there. Somehow they talked me into it. Even once you were up there and once you finished, I was like, oh, that's sick. I finally rode the bowl. And I'm like, I'm still not doing it. <laughs> I had zero intention of riding it. Well, well, what's funny is like Nemo was like, if you ride the bowl, I'll ride the bowl. And if we ride the bowl, I bet we can get AJ to ride the bowl. <laughs> and sure enough, that's what happened. Now, how Dan, oh, so that squeaked, was the whole... how Dan squeaked out of that place without doing it, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, we didn't apply enough pressure. But uh, I was pretty good. I was pretty good, but it hurt. Immediately, as soon as that thing started going, my wrist was hurting so bad. And I was like, uh-oh. Hurt the inside of my legs. Like, I was in pain the whole time I was on that thing. Oh, my gosh. Imagine I'm if too you much Charlie horsed horse yourself rider. again, dude. Like, <laughs> I like, dude, at the end of... Just main- full, like, rigor mortis <laughs> stuck on the bull. At the end of main three, uh, the last race... You know, AJ was in the, uh, in the, what's it called? In the van, getting his gear off. Everybody else was tearing down. I was like getting my interviews to finish. And I look over and AJ just looks stuck. I don't know how else to say it. He just looked like frozen in a weird position. And I go over, I'm like, what are you doing? And then you're just like dying of pain, dude. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, does, if anybody's watching, list, watching or listening to this, if you get Charlie horses, I get the world's most severe Charlie horses. And for me, at least, I'm sure that it, for everybody, it's like a deficiency in one of the electrolytes. For me, it's definitely sodium. So I have like salt pills that I'll take or I have to have scratch all the time, which is just an electrolyte powder, a ton of sodium in it and other electrolytes. If I stay on top of that big time, I'm usually good. But a triple crown day is no joke. Like you have your time qualifiers and then you have the three main events. And when I'm not out there riding, I'm talking to people and signing autographs and I'm never not doing something. Although I did try and take a nap, which was helpful, but it's just a long freaking day. And then I started to just seize up. I felt that Charlie horse come into my left quad and I was like, uh oh, uh oh. And then my leg got stuck straight and I couldn't bend it and I couldn't move it. And driver Jamie helped me out. He massaged that freaking Charlie horse right out of me. Driver Jamie, he seemed like he knew what he was doing. Is he a, is he a masseuse? Uh, no, but he's a medic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He knows what he's so doing. So he saved me. Thank God. Shout out driver Jamie. Um, but it hurts. So if you guys can relate, it hurts. And I used to always remember must be hereditary because we would my dad on the way back from races when we were little i remember all of a sudden he'd be driving everything would be fine 
And then he'd just be like, oh, oh, oh. And he would just start yelling <laughs> and pull the van over as quickly as he could. And he would have to jump out of the van and try to walk it off and would just be yelling because he'd be in so much pain. And always I was like, what, what, what is going on? And I got it. And I am also equally as dramatic about it when it happens because it's not fun. Yeah, I've never yeah, seen it. Could you imagine like if that. I went full Charlie horse on, on the bull? Uh, how about the girl in the white shirt that was on the bull? Oh Can we gosh. talk about her quickly? I don't know. If you want to, I guess. <laughs> oh, my God. This girl was level 10 inebriated. And <laughs> we, I had a feeling it wasn't going to go super smooth, but she gets up there. And immediately the guy controlling this thing throws the bowl into like an, a nose wheelie and she just limp body f- face right to the front and just stuck there. And then <laughs> he goes straight up with the bowl and then she just gets flung back upright. And it just the best way to describe it is if somebody put a, if somebody taped the hands of a corpse to a bowl, <laughs> that's what it was. That's what she was. She was a corpse, and I haven't laughed so hard in a long time. Like, Dude. Th- it was so funny how lifeless she was on this thing. I, okay, I feel like we need to make a, dis- a distinction here. We are not, like, partiers, nor are we drinkers. Like, our group is really uh, not into that. No, no. But we were just like, no, no, oh, no. it'd be fun to ride a bull, and we've been joking about it forever. You know what I mean? But it was hilarious. I mean, that, it was, that one was... That was very funny. Yeah. Well, and when you're not out there drinking or getting drunk, you're hyper aware of everybody that is. So, yeah, we're both, we're all looking at this girl like she's handing the ID and we're like, oh, she's getting on this thing, huh? Okay. All right. And then <laughs> just lifeless body smack down <laughs> straight up and down. And the guy knew the, like this dude, I should have high five the controller of this thing because the way he kept doing it had me losing it i was dying <laughs> yeah so that was fun we rode that the bowl was, we made a main it was great now fun fact if you actually ever listen to the very first podcast that aj and i ever did it was on my deck in vermont um two years ago year ago two years ago long time ago long before we ever did the moto academy podcast we just i i was like hey we should do one for fun or whatever and we told this story mm-hmm. about this guy at this place in Dallas who yard sailed himself down the stairs. So now we have two hilarious stories out of the same place. <laughs> yeah, same place. Texas Live in Arlington. It's a cool yep. little place, I guess. That's where Jet did but his yep. thingy, which is cool. We're, yeah, well, let's talk Supercross a little bit. I'm also airdropping all the questions in my laptop and it's taking forever. Um, but yeah, I have a couple things that I would love to talk about. One of which I find kind of sad for me. <laughs> I, I, I'm basically putting myself in the bottom five. Um, okay. Because my favorite rider didn't even race, and I had no idea. <laughs> like, can you? Sansarello didn't race. Yeah, he and got you didn't hurt. Even notice? I had no idea. <laughs> like, when? He got hurt on when press day. Can you believe that? Why did nobody know about this? Nobody did knew about, know it. about it. But us? Did nobody say anything? But it was so funny. I was like, I, I watched the races any. in the airport, like the 450 races in the airport on the way home. 
And this morning, I was like, where did Adam end up? And he wasn't, he didn't even race, dude. I was like, how on earth did no, oh like. Oh my God. What a bad fan. Yeah, what well, a bad fan, what but bad also, fan. isn't that kind of crazy? What'd he hurt? Um, I, I think his wrist. Oh, if you're first time listeners, by the way, this is the podcast where we know nothing about the sport of motocross other than how to physically do it when you're out there. If it's anything <laughs> news related, uh, we don't or results related. Uh, we know nothing. No, we are not. We are not a news media by we, nor do we want to be. We do not want to be or, like I always tell people. I don't want to be a journalist. No, nope. you know what I mean. But I love reacting to stuff. I just no, couldn't, we don't care about it. And we I couldn't believe that happened, and I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know he wasn't out there. Wow, wrist, Poor unreal, guy. unreal. Well, all right, uh, but hey, if you watch the 450 races, Jet did awesome as like announcing. Did he? Oh my gosh, he did great. Did he? Like I, I was, at, I was, I was surprised. Like. You know, compared to his past performances, wow. I think did a very, very good job. It was also just funny because, like, you know, like uh, when uh, Hunter fell after the over under and he hit Thrasher, yep. he's like, oh, you idiot. And the other guy was like, well, I hope you're talking about Hunter. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, it no was way. Like, dude. He, oh, my and, God. No, but actually, he did. He did a great job. Like he did a really good job. And I'm not just saying that. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Good, good. Because that's got to be. That's a lot of pressure to go up there in the booth and the. To be talking on the live broadcast, although Jet probably doesn't look at it that way. Like it wouldn't be Jet folding under pressure that I'd be worried about. He's just he's still learning to be articulate. Is all. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. Yeah. I, like good. I always I keep telling my friends that I, I think this is okay to say but like Jet just like skips words in sentences sometimes oh like, yeah like just skips over them like if there needs to be like a the or an and sometimes they just aren't there and that's okay yep <laughs> you know but that's just you know something to work on maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah that's cool though uh, I because I think I did hear him a little bit when we were watching 450 main event three mm-hmm. and I was trying my best. It was loud, but I was trying to, to listen to him talking. And so a little bit that I heard, I thought he was doing pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah did, that's great. He did a great job. That's cool. Um, declined. I'm having technical difficulty after technical difficulty over here. Um, oh, oh, my. What are you doing? Oh. Are you okay? Right. You gonna survive yep. on there? Just one sneeze. That's rare. Usually I have two. Okay. Also, it was kind of interesting because like the story of the day was that Tomac announced that he was racing outdoors. Didn't know that. Oh. Okay. Didn't <laughs> know that either. Don't, yeah. Doesn't sound like you did either. So that's cool because we'll see so, Jet and Tomac. Wait, he announced together. that. Whoa. Oh wait, he announced that he is for sure he doing is. it, or that he might be. No, he is racing outdoors this year. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Well, mm-hmm. whoa. So <laughs> that's going to be a fun outdoor now season to watch because it's going to be Tomac, Jet, and Chase. Yes. 
Yeah. Wow. What else can you say? That's, That's gonna be. <sighs> Dude, I'm so tired. <sighs> oh, I just got a stuffy nose too out of nowhere. Just got it, like within Dude, the last thirty seconds. What wow. is up with you? Tomac, Chase, and Jet. Who do you think is gonna win? The outdoor championship. Yeah, who do you got your money on? Tell you if my life depended on it, to be honest. I mean, who's gonna win this championship? Okay, so here's what I actually wanted to talk about. Because you know what what do people say about Daytona when it comes to the championship? Oh, isn't that where like whoever wins Daytona usually wins the championship? Yeah. People always say the points by Daytona wins the championship. Something at least this is what the announcers (laughs) like to always talk about. Gosh, what is up? Um that's what the announcers always like to talk about. They always say the championship starts in Daytona for the 450 class. And everyone, obviously, like, you got these three guys who are just so close. I hope this year that's not the case. <laughs> you know? I I mean, I got Tomac for... You can't not have Tomac for Daytona because he's the most winningest guy at that stadium, you know? Um, yeah. But who won this weekend? Webb. Isn't that like Whoa. perfect? Who got second? Uh, Chase probably, right? And Tomac got third? I think Chase got second, yeah. So so the points, people listening to this must be like, are these guys for real? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hang on. I'm looking right now. I'm looking have, right now. Yes, Webb, Sex, and Tomac. The points have got to be close. Look, I have it right here, guys. I've been thinking. Okay, so Tomac has a lead by two points. Over Webb. Whoa, two points. And then what about Sexton? Four back uh, from that, maybe? So he's five back from Tomac. Okay. And wow. three back from Webb. Yeah, that's a one-race ordeal. So this is cool. It's going to, I hope. Oh, you know what I hope? Mm. We need to have HR Hannah look at flights for us to Salt Lake and I really, if it's affordable, I would love to have a team trip to Salt Lake just to go watch. And if that title comes down to the last round, it would be so exciting to watch that. Yeah, I think that would be epic. Because you don't want to race Salt Lake still. That's your plan? No. No. Just too far? No. Yeah. It's, it's, too, much, it's too much work and money to send the van all the way there for just one final round. I'd rather end it wherever it is the weekend before that Nashville that maybe would be, or MetLife no. or it'd be MetLife I don't know would be your last round yeah ended at, ended at the home race in MetLife yeah I'd prefer that yeah because then it's and then just go watch uh, yeah because I think it goes Nashville MetLife Denver and then Salt Lake I think we don't hmm. know anything we don't <laughs> no <laughs> we might be <laughs> Do we? Is there anything else to talk about from this weekend in uh, Supercross or no? Um, meh, meh. I mean, a lot happened, but then again, it's like, I mean, we didn't even watch the races, so when what? every time a first turn crash happens in a main event or any time, I always look to see who's laying there, and. Uh-huh. In that third moto, I, the first turn crash happened. I turned, and I, it was Hunter, and I was like, ah, shoot. 
But yeah, he, dude, what did he break his clutch perch in that first turn crash? Yeah, yeah. So he went no clutch the whole moto. Wow, and not not only no clutch, but that it must have been dangling unless he able to was able to hold it there with his finger on it, which there's no way. So it must have just been dangling and bouncing off everything. That's incredible, and he still got pretty good. Still got third overall. Yeah, I mean to get third Thanks. overall yesterday, I was. I was impressed. And it's exactly what happened to Jet, yeah, except Jet got second, didn't he, at his Triple Crown? I don't know. See, now I'm just asking you for I fun. We, why, do we, why, do we even, why do we even talk about Supercross? Because we don't know anything <laughs> about it. We, <laughs> we don't know anything. We're, like, worse than fans in the sense of, like, we don't know what's going on. Like... <laughs> We didn't even know. Not okay. at all. Well, it's hard when you're, when you're there, you you don't, it's, I don't see, or I'm out there in the 250 races, so you don't know what's going on. And you're certainly not seeing what's going on in the 450s. So you just don't know. No idea. No idea. One thing we did miss that was actually pretty epic was Sexton in the first moto, dude, went from dead last on the start to third, which is cool. I did notice that, but... He started dead last? Yeah, he started dead last. It was a terrible start. Dude, we need to work oh, on... Oh, how about his pass on Plessinger? Dude, how about Plessinger's pass on Tomac? Did you see that? No. It was epic. Passed him straight up. I've never seen anything like it. But yeah, that pass on... Um, well, he, he passed him straight up in the whoops at, in Tampa. Where did, he, where did Plessinger pass him? Uh, right before the Dragon's back. Just took the inside on him. Oh, wow. But, like, Plessinger's on one, dude. I want Plessinger to win a Daytona. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, of all the races, he'd probably that'd be a good one for him, yeah. I would imagine. That'd be a Justin Brayton scenario, for sure, right? That was that guy yeah, who I won that race. can't believe Justin Brayton won Daytona one time. That's crazy. Yeah, epic. Um, but, yeah. Hit me with some questions. Yeah, let's do questions. Okay, so here's the scenario I'm in. I've been trying to okay. airdrop these stinking questions to the laptop and it's not working. So let me improvise here. Yeah. I almost bought a truck today. What? I went to a Toyota dealership. It's car salesman. I'm sorry if you're a car salesman and you're listening to this, but man, they crack me up. <laughs> They're just are slimy in every way that they could be slimy. <laughs> and now that I'm old enough and smart enough to know what's going on the whole time, it's just like, it's comical to kind of not engage and just like almost play dumb and just know what they're doing the whole time. So they offered $10,000 lower. Well, I guess, whatever, I'll just say a number, who cares? They offered 73,000 for Ali's AMG, mm -hmm. which is, like laughable. So then I was like, no, I said, I I'll need 83, um, which is a very fair number. They could probably sell it for closer to 90. And so then they go back and talk to whoever they've talked to, which they probably don't, they probably go back and play foosball and then come and say, Oh, Hey, well we could, we could do 83. And they make, they make it seem like they're really pushing for you to get this 83, but then they, when they show you the numbers on the, the truck that you're buying, the sticker on it was 62. And 
they go, well, well, you know, there's taxes and there's some extra fees and they didn't really spe specify, although I was looking at it with my own two eyes. They were then just going to sell me the truck for 74. So they marked the truck up by 12 grand and tried to like keep that quiet as if I couldn't see it with my own two eyes on the piece of paper <laughs> to make it look like they really did me a solid by getting me 83 for my car. And I was just like, all right. The truck, it was a 22 Tundra. Really nice, 1794 edition, which has like the brown interior. And it had a lift with 33s and some like 22 inch uh, wheels. It's, it's cool. But they, one of the additional charges that they put on to hike the price of the truck up, they charged me 6,000 extra dollars for the wheel and tire package, which is not something that you do on a used vehicle. Like I'm buying a used vehicle at the price that the used vehicle is listed at. You don't charge me extra for the wheel and tire that was trade that vehicle was traded in with it's like oh yeah yeah so and then they caught wind that i was a racer and then they looked up my last name and got all excited and were trying to like fluff me on the on the racing thing and Allie was Allie went with me so she was in such a rush she's like all right we got to get out of here and i was able to get out of there but i chances are they're probably going to call and we'll be able to get that what's nice is if you don't care you will eventually probably get what you want. But if you go in there emotional at all about a car buying decision, you will get so royally screwed. Like you have to be really, really strategic when you buy a car because they will find a way to screw you over. Anyways, I don't know why I just brought that up. But so next time you well, see hey, me, I'm proud of you for it. buying a used car Tundra. though. Tundra. You're looking for a used truck? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah, financial and a, decision. And a Toyota. And a Toyota. Yeah, which is Toyotas probably, are awesome. You know, Tundras, Tacomas, Forerunners are probably like one of the highest, uh, they're like the best vehicles you can buy as far as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Resale value. They hold their value. Jeep yeah, Tundras are great. Toyotas. Yeah. And it's sick. The new, the new body style is really cool. Drove really well. As soon as I test drove it, I was like secretly in my head, like, okay, I need this. But the whole idea is we're trying to lessen our car payment by a lot. Mm. Yes. By like $1,000. So that's the goal. The goal is to not get a vehicle that I think is cool. I don't care about that that much. Like, I just want to have a less expensive car payment. That's good. Being responsible. Look at you, man. Getting old. Getting responsible with it. Yeah. All right. You got some questions for me? Yeah, but you're going to be looking at them on my phone because AirDrop isn't working. That's fine. But it is what it is. All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's do some questions. As always, send in your questions to me in the app via video. Don't send me a text message. I'm going to show you right now how a video should look. You ready for this, Albert? Oh, okay. Hey, AJ, yeah. This is Premix Papa. Hey, my question is, do you think that the MXGP series is a little more upscale than the Motocross Supercross here in the States? And if so, why? <laughs> no way. Premix Papa is just the best. Come on, dude. Uh, Premix Papa, great question. Is it a little more, is MXGP a little bit more upscale than motocross here in the States? Yes. Guess what I don't do? I don't watch it. 
because I don't really watch anything, to be quite honest. But I see just enough of it to be able to tell that it is. They kind of have like a almost like a preseason type deal, right? Isn't that what Tim Geiser just got hurt doing? Wasn't it like a warm up race? I guess what? Which? Guess what? I you don't know. Guess what? I don't you watch. Don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am passionate about the sport, and I would love to watch. I just don't have time. There's no way I could manage to watch MXGP. I'm sorry. I try and watch the highlights when I can. I do know that Tim Geiser broke his femur, and I do know that was a really weird-looking crash. But I'm pretty sure that was a warm-up race. When I watch MXGP, when I see the way the event looks... It reminds me more of Formula One than it does dirt bike racing. It seems legit. And when, mm-hmm. I, when I watch the outdoors in the U.S., it feels... If I was showing a new fan and trying to introduce them to what... Like, hey, I race dirt bikes for a living. Oh, what, what do you mean? What does that look like? What, show, show me. I wouldn't show them pro motocross. I wouldn't show them the broadcast. I wouldn't show them videos from it because it just seems more. Uh, this sounds bad. It just it doesn't seem as uh, polished. It doesn't. Supercross is pretty polished, although I think they they need to do a lot of different things with the broadcast. The MXGP seems a bit more polished and professional. I don't know if it's just because it. You're like the European people just make it feel that way and it just gives a vibe of like a worldly important series. But yeah, everything from like the signage around the tracks to like there seems to be a heck of a lot more people at those races to uh, the announcers are exciting to watch, but also the announcers are are foreign. So it just sounds to me, it like always gives the vibe of Formula One. And I don't know if that's just because they're all foreign or not, but yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, Cam, I mean, do you I have think any thoughts on it, or do you not? Do you know what MXGP is? I've heard of it. Yeah, I think it's a video game, mm. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, MotoGP yeah. game. Yeah, I think I don't know. It's the street. It's the street. Isn't the street? Is it the street bike racing? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they like they're supposed yeah. to put their knee away from the bike. Isn't that how that works? That's how it's different from what we do, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I tell you what, though, that's a good one. Let us know, people, because I don't really have a a good opinion on that necessarily. I'm very curious to hear other people's thoughts on that that watch both. Well, here's what I will say. I have I've been obsessed with Drive to Survive, which is a Netflix show about Formula One, and that sport is unbelievable. The amount of money. And just the scale that Formula One is on is insane. Like, like I think I'm going to try. I mean, I would love to try to watch the actual races this year. But like you, there's just no way. There's no time. If like I, I the thing it, like I am such a fan of this sport, as you just said, I, I I'm so grateful to do everything. But we got our heads down doing the work right now. It's like I I don't have any. Yeah. You know, and it's like. We're at the races, yes, but when you're racing, all the only person I see is you. You know what I mean? Um, and then we go back to the pit and miss the 450 races. Like, that's the reason for all this. Like, I try to watch the races during the week, but I'm editing, like, 
12 to 14 hours a day. And then we record a podcast and then I sleep and wake up and it's like, all right, we're hopping on a plane, going to the next weekend. So there's not, it's not like we have free time, you know, especially not to like watch no. a series. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? I'd love to, but it's just, it's not in the cards right now. Um, so I would love to watch Formula One. But anyway, Jackson, who's not Action Jackson in the app anymore. I don't even know what his name is anymore. Um, he keeps changing it's it. Silky Mitts. Silky Mitts. I don't know why he keeps changing it. What the heck is I don't even want to know. Okay, so. I don't know. Either. He was it telling probably me. probably has a, some type of sexual connotation it's that we don't prob- know about. Prob- probably. Oh, boy. Anyhow, um, <clears throat> I don't. I've never seen a Formula One broadcast, but he was telling me about him. And apparently if you buy their subscription, like Supercross, you have a streaming subscription. It's like 60 bucks a year or whatever. And you can watch all the races. You can watch them on demand, right? He was telling me on Formula One, when you're watching the broadcast live, you can choose like what camera on the track you want to watch. And you can choose to like listen to the team's headsets and you can choose to watch the camera from an individual's car and like you can do it like if you wanted to watch one corner of the whole race you could uh, like apparently it's on such a level like oh man crazy imagine if we had that huh yeah that is super cool ah. that is super cool and it's almost like that needs to come first before the sport gets bigger it's like oh does the sport get bigger to be able to fund something like that no i I think that that needs to come first. It would attract more fans. The people that are involved could get more invested in individual riders, right? If you could follow your favorite rider around the track the whole time, that would be so cool. Yeah. Now, granted, they're yeah. definitely, uh, to Supercross's credit, they're going in the right direction. Like, they, they got the graphic yeah. thing that hangs on to people that works most of the time. That's a great addition. They got the... Um, they're superimposing stuff on the track now, which I think is great. Like they're definitely making ground. I mean, we just lost so much. We, we lost so much like, oh, what's the word? Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, momentum. No, I don't know. Well, momentum, but not accountability. What the heck is it? Oh, credibility. Thank you. We lost so much credibility in outdoors this last summer because it was so bad like you know how bad it was like do you even know how bad it was <laughs> well all i know is it seemed like it was switching from one thing to the other to the point so much so that t- i gave up because i was like ah, i don't know where it's i actually just started going on youtube and typing it in and hoping i could find something on youtube yes everybody I, gave like, up. I don't know how to watch the race anymore I, there were at least two different streaming platforms maybe three but I think now, you know, we have a Peacock deal for the next five years, I think, for Supercross and Motocross. That's helpful. That is a huge step in the right direction. So to their credit, I think it's going to get better. I really hope it gets better um, because I want this sport to be giant. Now, did you notice how packed of a house Dallas was? I looked around before the third main event because it was taking a while to stage us and I don't normally take a second to look around because it's just like you just don't think about doing it. At least I don't. And I scanned the whole stadium and was thinking, holy crap, this place is full. There were so many people there. Definitely the most packed stadium I've ever seen. Had to be. 
And that's a and that's a huge that's a big stadium yes, too. It is. To look to appear that full, that's a that's cool. That's great. Wicked that's cool. a good sign. Uh, good question, Premix Papa. We love you. Shout out, Premix Papa. It, again, if you want to ask questions inside of the app while he's pulling up the next one, make sure you go to club.themotoacademy.com and send a video to cameraman Cam in the direct message system inside of the app. If you can message any of us inside the app and we'll all respond, but if you want a vid- if you want your question to be featured on the podcast, send cameraman Cam a video. Por favor. Yes. And thank you guys that are sending videos. We actually have a good do we have a decent backlog of them or what do we Yeah, we got a good bit. How I, are we doing? We can always take more. Great. Can always take them. Oh, absolutely. At all times. I don't need to ask for them. Just send them in. All right. So next question is from Fat Header in the app. And fun story. I met him him at A2, I think, uh, when I was shooting for Jet. And he came and hung out for a while. It was super cool. All right. You ready? Hi, guys. So how would you summarize Moto Academy as far as if you were to introduce it to somebody what would be a way that we could promote it in a few short words? Thanks. Have a great day. All right. Give me the elevator pitch. Uh, the Moto Academy is the only and the best and only online motocross training com- community. It's a training community. I I should probably have a, a better one line <laughs> sentence for this i'm gonna be honest i knew this Uh, question would be fun because i I knew you wouldn't know what to say (laughs) i like to definitely refer i like to make sure i emphasize the fact that it is very much a community which is super cool uh with a it's a motocross online motocross community with a heavy focus on training but then also there's a big entertainment factor in there too because you have Jet's, Jet Lawrence's docu-series in there. It's hard to describe quickly because I find that every time I go to start describing it to somebody quickly, which this happens often, yep. and I never have the same answer. I always ramble on about something else. I just start talking about what's in there and there's so much in there that it's hard to, it's hard to summarize. Because I, I always feel have like this. What would you say? Well, I always have this issue because like I'll have like family friends who don't understand what I do. And uh, like, yeah, I was staying with um, really good friends out in California for a two and for San Diego. And I was like, he was like, so what the heck is this thing? And I was like, I don't know how to tell you that, (laughs) you know, because they're like outside of the sport, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, well, you see, like we train kids and old people. <laughs> That's how I started. I'm like, we train kids how to ride dirt bikes <laughs> and older people too. And we do that in person and we do that all over the world. And we have an app and we do it online in the app where we have a bunch of tutorial videos on how to do everything. And then we have a YouTube channel with a bunch of entertainment. And we have an entertainment series in the app. <laughs> And I'm like, well, really, this is just the sport of motocross, essentially. I mean, I don't know how, I, how do you even, I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't know what we, I don't know what we do. <laughs> like, what uh, is this podcast? We need I mean, uh, somebody <laughs> help. Some, somebody help us describe what we are because we don't know. We're everything. 
We are motocross. Moto Academy. We are motocross. Yep. Moto yep. Academy. We're coming up with a slogan. Uh, I mean, we got the yeah, best podcast question. in and motocross. I appreciate we have the number one podcast in motocross. We have the number one motocross training app and and entertainment uh, app in the sport. We have we have the best YouTube channel, plural, three of in them in the now. sport. Um, yeah, I tell you what, it is kind of when somebody asks that question and I start talking about what it is, it's definitely pretty surreal how far that we've come. Uh, and thank you for asking that question, Fat Header, because that means that. You're uh, informing people. We're cult. That's what we are. Jeez, I just remembered. Moto That's Academy cult. Yeah. Yep. So if anybody asks, just it's quick. Cult. One word. One word answer. What is yep. what is Moto Academy? I mean, it's everything. Cult. We do it all, and and pretty well. I hope people think that way. I think that way. Pretty good. I think we're doing all right. Pretty good. You know, yeah, where Moto Academy is also, well, we're going to have a, we've decided now that we're going to build a, the best media brand within motocross as well. But I don't think that's going to be branded Moto Academy. That would be something else, which we need to figure out a name for it. But immediately, once we figure out a name for it, it will be the best and biggest motocross media company. We'll so there's that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few things happening. I don't know. Wow. The Moto Academy. Who would have thunk, dude, that I know we've talked about this many, many times, but I just still, when I sit here and think about it, it's crazy to think that just a couple of short years ago, I was in the Bahamas thinking about if I should change the name or keep it AJ Cat and Zero Moto X Academy. And a couple of short years before that, it didn't even exist. Yeah. You were in the Bahamas Crazy. when that happened? If you, yeah, I was in, I was in the Bahamas sitting on a like a floating like a big raft type thing that's anchored to the ground where you could swim out to it from the beach and it was oh. me. Oh. Yes, Rob, it was for your birthday, Dave right? Drake's Jeremiah, yeah, we all went for my birthday, mm-hmm. and did, that's like the the people that were on that f- flotation device in the middle of the Bahamas ocean were the OG crew, the OG crew before Moto, long before Moto Academy was a thing. So I was bouncing it off of them, like guys, it's AJ Catanzaro Moto X Academy, that's name, but I'm really thinking I need to to take my name out of it. I think it'd be smart. And we, the whole group was torn 50-50. And I've told this story before, but it's just crazy to think that that was not that long ago. That was that was less than two years ago. And now, very quick, it's, it's crazy how the world works. Like when you start to get momentum, it compounds and it becomes like an exponential increase. It just, uh, it j- and I don't take for granted that that will always continue that direction. <clears throat> it's gonna, but it just <laughs> just keeps ramping up. Just keeps ramping up. And I think what's gonna be interesting for the future is the the conversation around that name change was 
can the brand be bigger than AJ Canton's arrow? The, the, the question was not a name change. The question was, can the Moto Academy survive as a brand without AJ's name attached to it? Right. And this year already? Yeah. Yeah. And that was the fear. That was the fear and the unknown of like, can, yeah, to think that I was thinking that small to where that was even a question. But now there's been so many things already that have happened this year and we're only in March that just continue to prove like, holy cow, it doesn't matter. It, it still matters. Like AJ Catanzaro still matters in the scheme of Moto Academy for sure. But it's like, there's some big things that have happened to where like, oh, this thing is completely self-sustainable now without my name being involved. Which that's the goal, because if I want to retire one day, then it can't rely on just my name because then that's like a, a never ending fight for relevancy. That is a losing game. Like as I get older, naturally, I'll just it would you would think I my name would become more and more irrelevant. It's so funny because grow Moto Academy. So. Yeah, people who are in the loop of what I what I'm doing and what we're doing and all this stuff and the people in the loop who are like looking out for me and looking after me, you know, their questions always like, well, what happens when he stops racing? And I'm like, nobody cares. Oh, you still got that question. <laughs> oh, I get it all the time. And I'm like, nobody cares when he's going to be done racing. Oh. Like, it's not going to matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter now. You could not race next weekend and nobody would care. No, no, no offense. I mean, people would care, but it doesn't matter to the brand as we'd probably grow quicker, honestly, because <laughs> I'd have more time to yeah, maybe. be an employee, <laughs> maybe, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's a great, great problem to have. Yeah. But then again, I don't feel like yeah. we've slowed so, down much since you started training, other than the mm. fact that there were less in-person classes. But No, I, I wouldn't say we've... No, no. Yeah, the team has done a very good job of taking on the, the just the delegation of, like, d making sure their tasks are being accomplished, like... It's cool. I mean, there's been multiple days where last week I trained all day on a Monday at the dog pound and then I got done and I was like, oh, Ryan Sipes had a class with Coach James today in Arizona for the Moto Academy, a sold out class of 40 riders. Mm -hmm. And I was on the other side of the country training with Jet and Hunter Lawrence and Dean Wilson. And yeah, that's... That's cool. And that's just the beginning. I mean, it, it takes a while to grow and to grow strategically. So you don't like scale at a too quick of a rate, which like last year was definitely scaled probably too quickly, but thankfully like didn't overshoot it too bad. And yeah. Oh, you know, what's annoying though, is I, when they were talking about me on time qualifying, Daniel Blair still was calling it Moto X Academy. <laughs> Did you hear that at all? <laughs> no, I was in the I was in the building. I didn't hear it. Uh, yeah, we gotta yeah. have a talk with Daniel. It's the well, Moto also, also our our boy Dan Hubbard keeps saying you're a USMCA coach, so we're all paid to say something. We gotta we gotta, <laughs> we gotta fix that. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, the the platform of Supercross it would certainly be helpful, but also 
uh, our platform's bigger. So our reach is bigger already, and it's just the beginning. And we, I, I would guess that in a week, Moto Academy gets a lot more views than the Peacock app and people watching Supercross does. Right? Do you think yeah. that's a inaccurate estimation? I, I would say probably. No, it's not inaccurate. There's no... I would say it's probably inaccurate. Outdoors, maybe, but Supercross, dude. Supercross is big. I don't know what their viewership. How many many people watch Supercross? I would, well, how many people? We got what, 100,000? It's more than 100,000? Like, what? No, I'm talking views per per week, let's say, because the Supercross happens once a week. Views per week across all of my platforms would be in well into the millions i mean does supercross does supercross get millions and millions of viewers per weekend i have no idea i would love to know that statistic but i don't know i mean yeah but you think about it tiktok instagram youtube all of the channels across those platforms facebook inside of the app uh and there's probably other things i can't think of that's millions and millions and millions of views a week across all of those uh anyhow yeah good question hit me with two more let's do it uh let me find i want to use questions questions not breakdowns this time all right here we go hey aj hey crummy man cam how you boys doing i'd like to ask you guys a question um this is specifically for aj though um when you pull starts when you get out in front do you like tend to get nervous and like choke because when I I can pull some decently good hole shots when I get out in front I tend to get scared choke freeze up and I tend to let people pass me because I don't know what to do out in front if there's any tips you could give me that would be great cheers what's his name inside of the app his name is 358 (laughs) just 358 just 358 well, th- 358, great question. To be quite honest, in the recent future, don't have much experience getting the whole shot. That's happened in my pro career plenty of times, probably, in LCQs and stuff. Uh, I've whole shotted one or two heat races, maybe. I think I got a whole shot in an outdoor once. But, yeah, that's a very normal thing to experience, that feeling of feeling like, I don't throw this away, but all that requires is like, think of your game plan when you're going to end up in that situation next and change the first thought that you have to yourself could be, oh, this is awesome. I have a clear track to go anywhere that I want and just be grateful that like you can go anywhere you want on the track because when you don't get, get a good start, you are getting roosted by everybody and their brother there's bikes everywhere you can't you could barely see the lines in front of you half the time you can't end up in the lines that you want to go to half the time a lot of times you can't even jump the jumps because you have to wait for it to spread out a little bit that's that's kind of that's a bummer so just when you get the good start maybe just be grateful for that split second and be like oh i just can go anywhere that i want and then just Focus on yourself. I know it's easier said than done, but all that is is just switching your mindset in that moment to not worry about what could go wrong, but to instead just 
stay focused in the moment and think about the lines that you can then hit and have the freedom to hit any of the lines that you want. Uh, yeah, don't think that that's a trend that has to continue. That is just sh a shift of mindset is all. And also always remember that the more that that happens, you can get more and more and more comfortable with it. Technically, if you were mentally strong enough and had the right mental strategies, that wouldn't be the case. You could just create a mindset that you're going to stick to and stick to that. But let's face it, we're just all human beings that it takes, you have to kind of prove it to yourself once or twice or three or four or five times before you start to believe that it can happen and what you're capable of. So the average person and most 99.999% of people, it, it requires doing that multiple times before you begin to get even remotely comfortable with it. But I do know that like from the memory of my racing growing up, like in amateurs, that became very normal to me. And it was just actually expected. And when I didn't get out front, I was mad and I found a way to get to the front as quickly as possible. When I did get into the front, I actually just made it a game to see how far I could pull away as quickly as I could. So think about that mindset as opposed to, oh crap, I, how am I gonna throw this one away? Versus, ooh, all right, got the start, watch this. Let's see how big of a lead I could have by the end of lap one. Let's see how big of a lead I could have by the end of lap two. I used to think that way. I used to see if I, there was multiple races I did where I, I wanted to see if I could lap second place. Granted, that was a long time ago, but so, and I guess if you're that much faster than everybody, it's easy to be that confident. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Good question. Cam, any advice? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I maybe heard the last five words you just said, and that's, that's it. This connection is horrible. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Yeah. Good. Well, I, I answered it perfectly. So, well, good. So bring the next one on. Do you want to do another? We, no, we, we let's shut it down because you can't hear me. I can't hear you. We've been going for an hour and a half. And so I'm I think hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hungry, dude. My lips are super chapped. Mm. Uh, there it sounds like there's an airplane trying to take off, idling next to us. I don't know what that is. So real there's, quick, tell me something. Yeah. What are we gonna do in Daytona? Like, what what do you think is gonna happen? Outdoor stadium. Stadium, uh, Speedway Stadium style. For me personally, or just for you personally, riding wise. Okay, for me personally, Daytona. What do I envision? Uh, qualify top ten, and uh, we're probably gonna be looking at right around seventh place in the heat. And then in the main event, probably going to be working with some arm pump. And uh, I'll get 16th. The goal will be to get top 15. I'll miss it by one. But uh, we'll get top 15 at the round after that. That's, that's, what we're, that's what we're working with. I think that my soft suspension 
should work pretty darn good. It was so soft this weekend. Like I kept going in with the clicker. So hopefully Dan remembers to bring that back to where it was. I'm sure he shout out Dan. If you're listening to this, I'm sure he probably is going to forget to bring that back where it was. So hopefully I remember, but I think that my suspension is so soft that it should work pretty good. Your practice suspension is going on the race bike this week. So that's right. It doesn't matter anyway. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, shout out. If you're still listening, Premix Papa, I've been seeing your comments. I know you listen deep into these episodes. Um, thank you to everybody inside the Moto Academy. You guys are freaking awesome. We have so many cool people in there. A lot of OGs from even the Patreon days in there, which is super cool. But a lot of new people too. So, yeah, I need to go apply some chapstick and take a nap. Um, this is episode, are we at 30? Is this episode 30? This is episode 30. Episode 30. We did it. We made it to the big three zero. It's my lucky number. Um, thank you guys for listening. World's number one podcast, uh, period, actually. Definitely the number one podcast in motocross, but I think we're probably the best podcast in the world at this point. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Toodaloo.